Gosh and Richie here with your daily takeaway uh, podcast. Got a hell of a show for you this evening. Uh, and we, we love getting messages from you, not just emails, but it's very rarely that we actually get letters. We've got an actual letter from someone here. Love it. Like a postcardy letter from someone being on holiday. Allow me to put my glasses on the end of my nose and read it aloud. Dear Bush and Richie, my name is Ben. I'm 24 from Bristol. I'm a huge fan of the show. I've listened to every podcast, but recently saved a few as I went on holiday to Cape Verde. So you say Cape Verde? Yeah. Uh, and wanted to listen to them whilst over there. When coming back, I saw some items in the Cape Verde duty-free, which I thought you guys may like. Oh, this is our kind of letter. So please enjoy this bag of Milka, the most airport chocolate if there was one. Oh. Uh, and Bush, uh, please enjoy these fisherman friends. Uh, I thought they would be Kurt Verde versions, but I think I literally ended up buying some normal ones for double the price. Uh, yours sincerely, Ben. What a lovely man he is. Well, in my in my head right now, um, it's not playing right now. So imagine it as it's as it's <laughs> happening. I'm hearing the the gallery music from Tony Hart's uh, yes heartbeat thing. Do, we do, peruse. Milker is a great um, airport snack, isn't it? Milker is a great airport snack. So uh, this particular Milker mix uh, pack that Ben is—he was called Ben, wasn't it? Was Ben? Yes, good lad. The name wrong. When he sent us Cheers, Trev. <laughs> oh no, Trev. Strawberry chocolate. What's your thought on that? Do you know what? We haven't got any biscuits or anything. This entire building. This is an absolute uh, lifesaver. Yeah, I've never tried strawberry chocolate, but I'm up for it. Alpine milk and hazelnut. So. Uh, Fairly conventional. That's good. Looking forward to those. That with a cup of tea this week. Cheers, Ben. Thank you. Cheers, Drive. Lovely. And some fairly original run-of-the-mill Fisherman's Friends. That's going to keep... How long's four packs going to keep you in business? Week and a half. (laughs) Honestly, I've run out as well. Week and a half. Look, weirdly... See this in here? I've just had to pull this out of my pocket this morning. Empty Fisherman's Friends pack. You've not offered one for a while. Run out, mate. Now we're quids in. Thanks, Ben. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. High drama this morning at home. My uh, my daughter uh, took my uh, son into town for a little little trip out, a little bit of peace and quiet for uh, for me at home. The peace and quiet didn't last very long though. Uh oh. I got a phone call from my daughter. Dad Rocco's crying. Uh, we've got a problem here. Immediately, your parental heckles go up, don't they? What's the problem? You guys are out on your own. You're, you're looking after him. He's dropped his Velociraptor Blue from Jurassic World Dominion off a bridge into the river in Hartford. Oh, my word. Floods and floods and floods of tears. Velociraptor Blue sounds like a niche interest website. (laughs) But I know how much he loves dinosaurs. He'd be mortified. He was mortified. Uh, So I got in the car, go and pick them up. And then this is this is where you then start to think, well, obviously, this needs to be replaced and pretty quickly. But... With a child, they want that actual one back, don't they? Yes. So I then had to invent some load of nonsense story that the... I hope he's not listening right now. Oh, yeah, that'll undo all the good work, won't it? Let's go ahead. I had to invent a nonsense story that the dinosaur retrieval group were going to go into the river, find Velociraptor Blue, clean him up, and that he would arrive back at home with us safely in the next one to two days. So the DRG, the Dinosaur Retrieval Group, they kind of patrol the waterways looking for submerged dinosaurs. They do, yeah. They do. They've got a very similar logo to Amazon Prime, actually. Oh, right, OK, yeah. cool, yeah, yeah. Next <laughs> so, day delivery, yeah, all that. that's it, yeah. One to two days. Uh, so, yeah, emergency repla- replacement. It had to happen, but it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? You're, you're taking care of something, and this doesn't necessarily need to be children. This could be looking after a neighbour's thing or a mate's thing, or you knock something over or whatever. You have to replace suddenly because of the error. I think if you ever said to yourself, I'll get you a new one. 
that's kind of it. Like that's for it. me, the one that still resonates with me, I remember I was worked as a waiter in the Berryhead Hotel in Brixham in Devon and we had to get this guy chucked out because he was causing loads of trouble in the bar and he was a nightmare fisherman down in Brixham. So he's like, you've got to be careful messing yeah. with him and that. And he was like giving it this, that, whatever. Anyway, we managed to get him out of the pub and all this kind of thing. Next night I met up with some friends at a different pub in Furzham called the Queen's Arms. Uh, and I was just like being clumsy, being myself, and elbowed this pint accidentally at the bar and knocked it clean over this bloke. Looked up and it was him. No! The guy we chucked out the, the <laughs> night before. Luckily, he didn't rec- recognise me, but I was like, let me get you a new one. <laughs> I'll replace that for you straight away. I became the most British person ever, so uh, got out of it, uh, luckily. This one's a bit different. Uh, Nate's tweeted, At uni, I was a lighting guy for a play. One of the characters broke his leg playing football on a lunchtime before the final performance. So I ended up playing his part, which involved reading the lines off a folder and putting on a horror of an American accent. It was awful. Do you know what? You you can't lose, though. No one's expected anything from you. (laughs) He must have got rave reviews. (laughs) Beanburger. This tweet says the DRG must have been active since the late 90s. When I was about five, I dropped my Barney toy down a drain. Mum calmed me down. She drove me up to the city centre, told me to wait in the car before reappearing with Barney. They're miracle workers. They really are miracle workers, the DRG, and they don't get the credit they no, deserve. They Hopefully they're not balloting for strike action because otherwise we could be in trouble. Uh, Julian Swindon says, whilst polishing, I thought it a good idea to dust my hubby's model Jaguar car collection. Those models are quite delicate, I found. I broke a wing mirror and a wiper. <laughs> As he doesn't observe his collection much, I was able to replace said car with a duplicate from a well-known auction site. Luckily, it was a cheaper model, and I have never Damn. confessed. Fantastic. This is brilliant. Uh, Gillian, you've had to uh, make an emergency replacement. I did, yes, I did. <laughs> I was... <laughs> God, I hope he doesn't hear this. I, um, I was gardening, borrowing my dad's hedge cutter, and, uh, yeah, he says, um, oh, be really careful, it's really easy to cut through the power flex. <laughs> so I thought, oh, God, surely it's not that easy. But I'll be careful. <laughs> anyway, um, literally, literally a foot from the edge of the garden. And I was, like, almost at the stage of being like, oh, I've done it. You know, clever me, congratulating myself. And, uh, yeah, I cut right through it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can almost hear the music from Casualty. <laughs> Fading in at this point. God bless circuit breakers, eh? Did you fall in slow motion off one of those A-shaped uh, ladders that people have at home? I can imagine you doing no. that. You know what? I thought for a minute, oh, someone's pulled the plug. And I kind of was like looking around and thought, oh, it's overheated. And tried to walk <laughs> away and then realised the whole thing was coming with me. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so you had to replace it. What happened? And uh, uh, yeah. take it from what you've said, your old man doesn't know. No, he doesn't know. No, no, no. I, um... Yeah, I went straight on the internet, like, immediately, bought a new one. Um, it arrived 24 hours later. I have buzzed it round the garden. It looks used, and he's got it back, and he's on the way. Oh, I love it. So every time he's on that thing, do you just look out the window and chuckle secretly to yourself? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Amazing story. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Paula says, my two-year-old dropped a dinosaur from the top balcony viewing platform at the Natural History Museum into the big Diplodocus enclosure. Wow. I had to utter the words, please, uh, could we have our dinosaur back? And they went and got it. If there's a place that you're going to drop a dinosaur, Natural History Museum <laughs> does seem like the natural place to do it. Do you know what I mean? Well, that would have confused a lot of kids learning about dinosaurs. It's a big one that's full of bones. It's a little plastic one down there. What's going on? Uh, we've got Steve on the line. Steve, what did you end up having to replace? Well, my brother's best friend's front teeth. I think where did him have off? So, <laughs> did I just cast that right? You just said that you had to replace your best friend's front teeth. Yes. <laughs> so, if you're having to replace them, it would imply that you knock them out. 
It wasn't me who was a brother who knocked him out, lifted him up in the pub and dropped him. Oh, we were no. A little bit too many beers in us. <laughs> oh, my word. And how, how many days ahead of the wedding was this when you lifted him up, dropped him, knocked his teeth out? Two days. Two days before the wedding? Yes, two days before the wedding in Pavo. He did not have a clue. Hang on, so you can you can convincingly replace teeth two days before a wedding without anyone, let alone the wife, knowing? The wife found out two years later. Wow, I'd, I'd be very proud of that. That's a hell of a cover-up job, isn't it? Harvey Keitel-like cover-up. We were there, we were walking around for a good few hours until the early hours in the morning when we finally found an emergency dentist. Wow, is it, are they his own teeth, or are they just, so he's got completely, like, knobby-style pretend he's front got, teeth? He's had, he's had two new teeth, yeah. Greek wow. dentists, wow, what stars. <laughs> I feel like the uh, Greek dentists don't get the credit they deserve <laughs> they can work under that time frame. It costs a few hundred dollars, you know, I tell you. <laughs> it's worth it, though, than the scorn of oh, his bride. Yeah, she didn't know, you know, she did not know. Uh, what did you have to replace very suddenly? Uh, Linda, tell us what happened. It was two budgies. A replacement for two budgies. Please tell us how this came about. I was picking the children up from school... And my dad decided that he would clean the budget cage out and be helpful. Kind of him. Yeah. Um, and we had a yellow one and a blue one. And he opened the cage and, of course, they flew away. <laughs> he hadn't really thought that out, had he, your dad? No, no. And so what happened was um, he panicked a bit and he went down to the local market and he bought two more. Wow, so on a surface level, quite a good save from your dad there in quite a stressful situation. Yeah, yeah but only on the surface, because as soon as the children came home, said, well, they're different. So and what did your dad say? They looked at him and said, Granddad, what's happened? And he said, well, I was cleaning them out and they flew into the tree. I just looked up at them, I held my finger out and they flew down and... When I whistled to them, they came, and I just put them back in the cage. And they said, well, why are they different? He said, well, it was the shock. <laughs> <laughs> if in doubt, lie to the kids. Yeah, yeah. He said, it must have been the shock. I think they had become oxygenated. Well, he went one further there, didn't he? <laughs> Amazing. Wowee. If your budgies have been oxygenated, we've got people standing by to take your call immediately after the show ends. <laughs> Richie's Daily Takeaway. Time for Through the Decades, our little journey through time. Richie, as you well know, uh, we have to fire up the time machine before we get going. We do indeed. has to be running at uh, full speed to have any chance whatsoever of making its way through all the decades in 60 seconds uh, to try and win you guys the £1,000. Right, I'm just going to gun it a bit because it's been slow to get going on a minute. It's got to press that button down a little bit. Oh, I've stalled it. I've gone and stalled it. Mate, give it a bit of choke. I'll go and give it a kick. Hold oh, on. Pull the choke oh, out. Sorry about this. Sorry about this, everyone. Give it a kick. Kev. That's quite hard. Pound foot. It's going. There we are. Ocean Richie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning £1,000 as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to win? On the line and ready to play, our second contestant uh, in this brand new series of Through the Decades is Adrian. Where are you from, Adrian, and what have you been up to? Um, I'm from Sheffield, been at work today, currently parked up near Leeds. Are you a blade or an owl? Uh, neither. I'm a blue nose. I'm a Birmingham fan. 
Oh, I thought you could say Everton then for a second. <laughs> Slightly no, disappointed. No, 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 no. Although a good draw at the weekend for you, Bush. Thank you very much. And if, are you in a nice car park or are you outside your house, someone else's house? Where are you parked? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a school car park. So my wife's doing a, a staff meeting in a school, so I've got the windows up and it's absolutely boiling. But... <laughs> Do you know, I, love, I love being parked up waiting for someone. Yes. It's a bit of peace, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit of peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel we know all the essentials now, Adrian. We need to let you know some essentials. The rules, in other words. Uh, seven questions. One from each of our sister stations, Absolute Radio, a 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s, and the present and, uh, day. Uh, you got 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass on a question, and when the time is up, the game ends. Does that make sense? It does, yep. Adrian, where, where are you going to start? What decade are we uh, going to start this journey off in? Oh, uh, let's just do them in order. We'll go 60s and then just go through. Wise choice. Okay. 60s it is. Through the decades. 1960s, the Dra- Drifters had a chart hit with the 1964 single Under the What? Uh, boardwalk. Yes. 70s. In 1970 itself, what supersonic aircraft made its first flight at 700 miles an hour? Concord. Correct. 80s. Musician Slash is associated with which 80s rock band? Slash. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, it's not Slayer Megadeth. Um, oh, God. Uh, Guns N' Roses. Yes. yes. 90s. What is infamously the highest grossing film of the 90s? Um, train spotting? No, keep them coming. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. Uh oh, it's coming, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Keep them coming. Uh, Armageddon? Be- it's not oh. Armageddon. Oh no, you are lost in time. Courtesy of Home Time with Bush and Richie. It wasn't Men in Black either. It was Titanic, sadly, Adrian, which has stranded you in the 90s. You are trapped, my friend. If you want to rewind now, you need to flip your cassette over, fast-forward it, and then flip it over again. That's where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I need a pen. A biro. You have to get a biro and stuff as well. You're trapped in the 1990s, but uh, but lovely to speak to you. Yeah, and you. Cheers, thanks. Adrian, wind some windows down now. I'm worried about the ventilation in that car park. <laughs> uh, no no winner today, which means we do play a game tomorrow. Uh, your chance to win £1,000. So call uh, 0330-123-1215. The number again, 0330-123-1215. You've got until 6 this evening to enter. Full terms and conditions at absoluteradio.co.uk. Do us a favour, have a little look through your photos from the 1990s. See if you can see Adrian mysteriously looking lost in the background. And if you can't wait until then to play... You can play through the decades on your Amazon smart speaker right away by simply turning to it and saying, Open Through the Decades game. Through the Decades with Tesco Mobile. Uh, I'd love to own a dog, uh, but we haven't got one. I've got three daughters, so I'm outnumbered by women. So it'd be nice to have a male friend, really, to be honest with you. Uh, so I would describe myself as dog curious. So whenever I see a dog out and about in town, a lot, a lot of people have got dogs these days, more than ever before. I always like note down in my mind, like, oh, that's a nice breed, or I don't like the look of that one, or what's the owner doing? And I love all the dog gadgets. People have got loads of different gadgets and, like, little coats for dogs and stuff now that wasn't really a thing in the 80s when people mainly just had golden retrievers. Yeah. In the 80s, there were no other dogs, just golden retrievers. Blue Peter, a lot to answer for. Yeah, literally, just wall-to-wall golden retrievers. Anyway, over the weekend, I saw something very unusual to do with a dog. I just wanted to talk about it. Uh, obviously, this is around dinner, tea time at the moment, so... 
Just a little warning, this is about dog ablutions, but it's life, and it? It's the circle of life. We all got to do it. Exactly. Uh, anyway, this is what happened. Um, a bloke was with his dog, and his dog was going to the loo. Uh, but the bloke didn't wait for his dog to just finish and then get the bag out. He went behind the dog to the dog's south and caught the poo in a bag. My word. As it was coming out. That's Britain's Got Talent stuff, Isn't that it? Is. Isn't it? So I think to myself, right, cause I don't know, I haven't got a dog. Is that is that maverick behaviour or is that fairly, no- fairly normal? Because when you think about it, right, why would you wait for it to go all over the floor and then have to get your bag out of your pocket and then start picking it up with your hands? That's giving yourself more work. It makes more sense to go around the back. I am a lapsed dog owner. I'd love to own a dog uh, one more time. Um, it'll come one day. Um, but I never had a problem with um, clearing up. Right, OK. You, you're not, you, you don't mind that bit? Well, I, I, w- I would say to you that six months of the year, when you're out and about early in the morning, nature's hand warmer is, is oh. quite handy. See, I, this is it, right? This is the problem. This could be the sticking point. Because I love the idea of a dog, but doing the old hand warmer thing with the bags and stuff... I see... You, you see him in town, you think... You know when the dog suddenly does that manoeuvre? Yeah. Elvis legs. <laughs> like it's about to go. You say, oh, my God, you've got to go and pick that up. So maybe maybe the best way is, is just this fella just had a, a, a bag open like that as if a friend was chucking apples from a tree and they were oggy raiding. I've never seen the like of it. I've never seen anything like it before. That's why we're asking this on the show tonight. Maybe that guy's a one-off. Maybe he's a maverick yeah. in the dog fraternity. Uh, Brian says, I saw this and was intrigued. Tried it this morning, didn't go well. My feedback is that Labradors have too much to unload for a single-hander. Thanks for giving it a go, Brian. Uh, Poppy urges Corson, uh, says, mine used to circle. Um, they do that, though, don't they? They do do that, yeah. Um, no chance of catching it on the go uh, whilst there's a circling manoeuvre going on. Uh, Mark echoes your thoughts there, Richie. Britain's got talent nailed on winner. <laughs> it's a, t- a real talent. Someone else texted to say, I presume a bag was involved. What do you think they're doing? Not juggling. It's not the <laughs> Cirque du Soleil, mate. Ed says, more importantly, why do they stare at you as they do it? Makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> They do, they like to make eye contact. I think if someone was doing that with a plastic bag to me, I would stare at them. I would make unflinching eye contact too. (laughs) Chris says, surely it depends on the ratio of size of the dog to the size of your hands. It's a good point. He says, small hands versus a Great Dane, and I'm out. I I would be out as well. Uh, Daz in Hereford says, I have a ball thrower, a pole with a cup on the end that holds a ball. Uh, You make a fishing rod action and the ball is launched, which Ralph chases and returns. I have trained my spaniel Ralph to do his business in the cup. I then simply throw it at my neighbour's greenhouse, having fallen out over my nudist sunbathing in the summer. (laughs) That is just (laughs) awful. That is the weirdest text we've had in, in ages. Awful. But there's so much to unpack there. A lot to unpack. Uh, let's move on. We've got Mel on the line. Mel, what's your take on this? I've got a boxer uh-huh. who is three years old. And, uh, and when I say boxer, I mean a boxer dog. I'm not keeping a tame boxer. Um, and they can't go in a straight line or in a pile. They have to go in a circle. So it's like, I'd be like Kate Bush in the Wuthering Heights video, waving, you know. If you're old enough to remember the Wuthering, Wuthering, you know, with her hands going all over the place. Well, it's, <laughs> you make a very good point, right? But, but like, surely, you know, because that, that's the thing that's a bit of a deal-breaker for me with the whole dog thing, is, is having to do the whole clearing up thing. It makes sense, though, doesn't it, to, to have the bag at the back? Surely, this could be a breakthrough. Well, it does, if you have a dog that does it in a heap and then you can just do it. It would be quite a, a quite an entertaining spectacle watching me trying to catch it 
I just want to apologise to uh, to Kate Bush. Uh, she has um, <laughs> she's been through the she, ringer recently. She, she has uh, pulled in so many new fans recently. Let's not lose them quickly, <laughs> thinking that uh, that's what's going on. She thought she made it with Stranger Things. Now that this has uh, ended, it hasn't it? it? It was the one thing that just popped into my mind. I was thinking. Where's the waving arms coming around? Because I'm going to have to be waving them around. And that was the first thing that popped into my head. Sorry, Kate. Brilliant. Lovely to speak to you. Take care. Thanks, Mel. And you. Thanks. Thank you to Lawrence Akers, who sent us in an advert an, from a, of an actual project product sorry, from America, uh, which is to do with this whole dog thing. We've been talking, for me, the sticking point of getting a dog at the moment is the cleaning up after them thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, this is an actual product that you can buy in the United States, and I believe on Amazon as well. Have a listen to this. Are you tired of taking your dog for a walk and picking up after their mess? Are you tired of using grocery bags or products that are heavy and not useful? We have the answer for you. Introducing Poo Trap. Poo Trap is a unique new product that fits any size dog without any hassles and your pets will love it too. It's easy to install on your dog and makes your walking experience fun. No poops, no whoops. Poo Trap is available in eight sizes and three colors. Poo Trap, the magic poop collector. Order yours today. Honestly, have a look now. It's on our Twitter at Absolute Radio. It's like a little tiny, like, uh, strappy nappy for a doggy. It's like a dog jock strap. It is. Please let that be the title of something soon on this show. We've got Dawn on the line. He's a bit of an expert in this field. Is that right, Dawn? Yeah, I was actually known as Dog Poo Dawn in one of my jobs, so I'm quite an expert on it. Amazing. What, what a thing to put on LinkedIn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so lucky. Yeah, um, they uh, feel quite uncomfortable when they're going to the toilet because it's quite a vulnerable position, as we probably all know. Yeah. And um, so the idea of somebody coming up behind with a bag would actually make <laughs> most feel incredibly uncomfortable and not happy at all. So I think the best thing to do is to give them a bit of space and then pick it up. So they're looking at the owner almost as if they're like the pack leader and they're wanting some protection during this moment of vulnerability. Yeah, they're a social animal and they're looking for the rest of their social social network to say, look, while I'm doing this, can you just keep an eye out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have exactly the same agreement with my brother. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when you work to the ranger, you know that feeling of when you're in the middle of nowhere and you've got to squat and you kind of give, you're just looking around thinking, I hope nobody comes past on a guided walk right now. <laughs> That's just taking a turn. Okay. It is. Changed gear and escalated quite quickly. What else are you known as, Dawn? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. Uh, look, I'm focused until seven. I promise you I'm focused until seven. What happens at seven? <laughs> I go home yeah. and I'll tell you what I'm doing this evening. It's finally arrived. Trains in World 3. That, do you remember last week? Yeah. Uh, I went down to uh, Kent and had a go at actually driving a, uh, a train. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game's finally out today. Uh, you can uh, get it on your, your consoles and your, uh, your PCs. Uh, but there's a video uh, that I, f- I filmed last week of me actually driving a train. Uh, all the naysayers can have a look at it. Uh, even the driving instructor, you hear him saying it, you know, well, are you next week? Yeah, and I've had a little sneak peek of the clip. I have to say, uh, from a nerdy perspective, the, the graphics of the game, you can't tell the difference between that and just the normal filming. I know. It's you come were, a long way, isn't it? You were sat there watching it. You were like, hang on, is that the train or is that the thing? It is, it is amazing. So so have a look. We'll, we'll, we'll stick the video up on, uh, on Twitter. One of the things about the video as well... Uh, and you kind of get these in commu- computer games, don't you? When you sort of like, you, you, you change the view of the camera and you, you, you're looking around at what's going on. But in the video, 
you got like drone footage of the train. I, I could, I could absolutely see myself falling in love with a drone at some point. Do you know what I've said to Katie a few times? I'd love to get a drone, and I genuinely think she'd leave me if I got one. <laughs> I think she'd just leave me. That'd be too. That she can put up with the board games being hidden everywhere around the house. I think if I got a drone, that'd be it. It's a bit of a luxury, isn't it? I mean, you know, here we are doing what we do. I've got no need for a drone, but I'd love one. Well, but you see, I mean, when for, for drones first came out, I was like, what, why do people want to just watch it fly around? And then, as you can see in your video, it's the camera footage. Yeah. So, like, if you're on a family holiday or whatever, you can like do one of those things where everyone looks up at the camera or. <laughs> I remember sitting, being down on the seafront in Leon Sea. Some bloke turned up, pulled this little drone out of his bag, unclicked this thing that looked like a, a mobile phone. Drone went up in the air and just flew out over Two Tree Island. Amazing. And he was like looking at the wildlife and all the other stuff that goes on in Two Tree Island <laughs> in the evening. Uh, if you want to see drone footage of me emerging at a relatively rapid speed from a dark tunnel, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to go and have a look at that? <laughs> it's, it's on the socials. Uh, and I'm heading off home in about 50 minutes. Just going to play Train Sim World 3 all night. Are you, or are you going to spend ages updating? in the Xbox. Thank you very much uh, for enjoying another Hometime uh, Takeaway. Started with the uh, the Juicy Free stuff from Cape Verde, uh, from Ben. Uh, you can write and send stuff in to us. Uh, the Hometime Radio Show. That's a very formal address, isn't it? Home, is, that, well, we, is that what it is? <laughs> It'll get to us. Uh, Absolute Radio. Care of. One Golden Square, <laughs> Central London. I'd, like I'd like for us to be care of our boss, Paul. Oh, Bush and Richie's home time show, care of, Paul Sylvester, one, you know what I mean? I'm uneasy about that. Legal Guardian. I'm uneasy about that. He gives us 50 quid a week uh, each, that's it, <laughs> like Brian Epstein. <laughs> uh, now, um, our producer, Adem, he who has been uh, trying to grow a uh, moustache over the last uh, week and a bit, uh, said he would like to finish off today's uh, podcast, so uh, what's going on? Well, so Ben from the start of the podcast uh, oh, yeah. also put something else in his postcard that he sent to us. He put, uh, finally, I own a laser engraver, so I made you all some small gifts. This oh, just gets better and wow. better from Ben. So there you go, Richard, there's yours. First the confectionery, now the small Bush, gift. There's yours. Oh, my word. Oh, it's a, a wooden engraving of my name, Richie. No, and a wooden engraving of my name, Bush. That is the nicest thing ever. In keyring form. Where's your one? But also, well, he did make me one. Did he? He's kindly made me one. I just couldn't pass it over to Richie, because, Richie, if you look at my one, yeah. there's says something on the back of my one. Oh, he must be a family member. We've been uh, sucked in here. Definitely not a family member. On the back of uh, a Dems wooden thing, it says, bring back a Dems gems, hashtag. Right, someone's gone on here. No. Nope. You're in cahoots with him. No, nope. Ben has just sent this out of the goodness and kindness were of his you, heart. Were you, were you, <laughs> I put it to you, were you or were you not off yesterday? <laughs> yes, I was off. I tell you what, if you went all the way to Cape Verde just to get your feature back on, <laughs> I, I applaud that. 